Almighty God, you are indeed holy of holies. Lord, and as we recognize that uh, we would be outside those white walls if it were not for that, that red gate of the blood, your son's blood, symbolized in so many ways that opened the way for us to enter in your very presence this afternoon. Father, we ask that your spirit could speak to our hearts and that we would not just be hearers, but even doers of your word. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. This afternoon, I'd just like to have a, a very brief meditation on the first epistle of Peter, chapter 1, and the last few verses. First Peter, chapter 1. Let's begin reading from verse 19 to the end. Okay, maybe verse 17. And if ye call on the Father who without respect of persons judgeth according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear, for as much as ye know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with that precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God, seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. See that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently." being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of the grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away, but the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word by which the gospel is preached unto you. Our lawn at home is green, at least at this time of the year. Uh, more so than other years, I've, I've given up trying my pitiful attempts to, to spending many hours and mixing seed and dirt and I actually had someone come and help out last year, and it's, it's showing fruit. It's, it's actually green. But what we read here is, you know, it's, it's, it's a season. It's not going to stay green. The summer is coming. When, and even when it got hot that one week, you could see the yellow peeking through, that it's fragile. And... Uh, Certainly the, the flower, if you would call a dandelion a flower, uh, it, it goes pretty quick from that bright, yellow, smiling face, may not make us smile so much, to that, uh, that hoary head of white that blows around. It's quick. This uh, 
lunchtime, I return the set of pictures that uh, we got from the funeral home to my mother. We had kind of taken back our photographs and given her hers. Had those beautiful black and white photos of showing, you know, the, our forefathers here in their glorious, the glory of their youth. You know, those sharp, you know, suits. There was, there's uh, uh, Jarko Vukov and my dad and Milenko Vukov, you know, looking really sharp, you know, and, and many others. You know, you could see they were all really good looking at one time. But they're gone. The glory of that youth faded, and now not only the glory, but their, their very presence is gone, at least here in this world. And for people of this world, it's not something they want to think about. Ecclesiastes was written by a wise man, and Jesus said that the children of this world are wiser in this generation than the children of light. The children of this world are, are very, have foresight. You, you kind of see the end from the beginning. You say, in order for me to be able to retire, I need to start saving at in my 20s or you know, in order for me to to achieve this goal I need to if I want to run a marathon I've got to practice there, there we know that there's a discipline that there is needs to be a focus and if I want to attain these extreme goals I need to to anticipate and and prepare for that future in Ecclesiastes um, tells us that it's good to be in the house of mourning, that we learn way more in the house of mourning than we do in the house of mirth. We can be on our phones and laugh at silly cats, but we're not going to have any lasting benefit from that. But when we come and face the fact that all flesh is as grass, and the glory of man is as the flower of the grass, even shorter in duration. It helps us get a perspective on what's important in life. The philosophy of this world says carpe diem, seize the day. We're all worm food, so just, just get what you can while you can. And that's short-sighted. That doesn't recognize that this is not the end. That when we come to the door of death, there's something on the other side. And here we read about the fact that God has prepared a way for those who would be prepared for that future. As we studied together just a short while ago in the tabernacle, there is an exclusivity of God's holiness. In fact, that was the, the verse before we read here. 
As he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation and lifestyle. And because it's written, be ye holy, for I am holy. And that holiness excluded those who were unclean, those who were not holy, as we heard this morning. But there was that red gate that made a way. Now with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot that God had anticipated this not only in his design of the tabernacle but we read here that from the this was foreordained this was God's plan from before the foundation of the world to make a way for you to be able to not despair as you see the wrinkles and as you see the glory fade, as you see your strength fade, as you see your mental muscles fade, and I can attest to all those things, that these things do not need to put you into despair, but rather into anticipation. That God's plan has been for you to face death with anticipation and with joy. To not be distracted by your own glory. The glory of man. You know, the Bible talks about the glory of man being his strength. You know, he may have his physical prowess or maybe his, his financial attainments. And the Bible talks about the glory of the woman being her hair and her beauty. And, and all of these things, you know, sure, they, they are recognized as something beautiful, something powerful, something uh, that, that uh, we appreciate, but they do not endure. You know, my father doesn't have title to anything anymore. All the things he's had, he's had to let go. They're not going with him. And, he, and so Ecclesiastes, you know, is saying, you know, the, the rich man, he labors so hard, he works so hard to build up this empire, but he can't hold on to it. Though he says, one, the same thing happens to the fool and to the wise man, they both die. And who knows who's going to take over and manage whatever he accumulated in this life, he says. And so our glory is transient if our glory is the glory of man. Who by him, speaking of you, do believe in God that raised him, Jesus, up from the dead and gave Jesus glory, gave him glory, that your faith and hope might be in God. You know, the, the cries of Slava Ukraina, glory of Ukraine. Here is a people who are fierce and independent and fighting for their, you know, their uh, right to self-rule. There's lots of Slava the Spanish, Serbian word for glory, that, that people fight for in this world. But your faith 
And your hope is not in your bloodline or your nationality or your, your economy or your, um, your intellectual attainments, your artistic attainments. May your faith and hope be in God because as God gave Jesus glory, as he raised him from the dead, you can be glorious as you are born again, not of corruptible seed, things that are going to decay like the dandelions out there. All the stuff is going to become blown in the wind as that dandelion seed. But as you allow the incorruptible seed of the blood of Jesus Christ to that it could, the word of God can work in you that lives and abides forever. The word of God produces a life, a life that doesn't end at death's door, a life that gets more glorious as it sheds the temporary shell, as a seed sheds that cell and blossoms and flowers into its intended glorious um, designed by God, flower. How do you know? How do you know that God's word is producing life in you? Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit unto unfeigned, unpretended, not just a surface greetings, how are you, how are you doing, but unfeigned love of the brethren. One that is not superficial, but one that is sacrificial. No, one that is not superficial, but sacrificial. Then we know it's unfeigned love of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart, fervently. Because love comes from one source. We referenced Ecclesiastes. last chapter remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth while the evil days come not nor the years draw nigh when thou shalt say I have no pleasure in them you probably don't believe that's going to happen but it will if you live long enough I certainly you know having walked with my father in the last few years, he came to the point where he could say, I have no pleasure in being here anymore. And it describes here in beautiful poetic terms what it's like to grow old. How the sun, the light, the moon, the stars be dark and you can't see very well. You can't, uh, your, your, your bones are trembling and shaking and your teeth are few. It says it very poetically about the grinders cease because they are few and those that look out of the windows be darkened and, and um, shall rise at the voice of the bird. 
The daughters of music shall be brought low. The grasshopper is a burden. That one certainly I can relate to. And the almond tree flourishing being the white hair. And so on, all poetic. But the conclusion, remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. Why? Because you don't know. You don't know when if you're going to have the privilege of growing old and your choices when you're young have consequences your life long and we tend to make choices with the assumption we're going to live forever and it's not true the assumption that we're indestructible the assumption that we will always be this handsome or this beautiful or this smart or this capable and fit and all those things are not true and so remember your creator now in the days of your youth so that when the days come when you say i have no pleasure in them you'll know that that's not these aren't the happiest days of your life that there's a place prepared for you that is far better a prepared place for a prepared people. With that, we conclude this afternoon's service.